welcome to today's episode of the Group Therapy Podcast. Today we have horror host, producer, writer, actress uh, from Hexen Arcane, Celeste Parker. Please tell us about yourself. Hi, as you said, I'm Celeste Parker. I co-host a horror host TV show with my show sister, Morgan. So this was sort of last minute, so she couldn't jump on tonight, but I figured take a chance while you have it. And we started our show right in the middle of the pandemic. So it's been a sort of a pandemic baby of ours. Everyone was having pandemic babies. We felt left out. And so we started our show in, it kind of took off right, right away. We just got, like, we had so much energy to put into it. And it's, we were really passionate about what we do. We're really passionate about horror hosting, especially. And then from there, like, it led to all these other things. Like, we purposely, when we picked the name Hex and Arcane, we wanted, we didn't want to limit ourselves to just horror hosting. Not that that isn't enough. But we're so we have so many passions, so many interests, and both of us have so much to bring to it separately that we thought let's name it something where we can put everything we love onto that platform. Yeah, because um, I've seen that you've started adding true crime and stuff to it. Yeah, that's one thing we both love true crime, but I'm especially super passionate about true crime and advocacy. That's one of my big things. She's like a complete history buff and so like you'll if you watch our episodes a lot of time we'll go places she'll be telling me all about the place all about the history like there is nobody that can research anything like morgan can <laughs> she can deep dive like no other <laughs> but i just like i would be learning about these crimes anyway and doing all this research so i was like i want to share it with the world and that's something that sort of you know grew out of it i was like okay i got the horror hosting thing down um uh, my schedule's not 100% full yet, so why not add that? <clears throat> That's kind of what I did. Um, I had done a podcast, and it was just kind of a casual little thing that we did. And then the pandemic hit, and me and my son were stuck at my house. And uh, I, I'm somebody who has to have stuff to do. I was going nuts. Yeah. yeah. So I started doing – I brought back my podcast, and it was an actual podcast. Then I was like – then everybody's like, why don't you do a video one? I'm like – I, yeah i guess i could and then we did that and it just kept expanding and and uh hey, we, your cat. it's doing the like leg up licking it's <laughs> that one, there's thing. another one like immediately behind me that is maze that is uh mazikeen and um the other cat is lucy uh then my little chubby corgi oh. is down hey. here <laughs> under their table yeah Oh, there she is. Boom. Going to be meowing. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might hear my birds. Sorry, you probably do. Oh, you'll probably hear this one. I, I, I will be recording my other show, and I'll be watching it back, and you can hear, ah, real low in the background. I'm like, ah. Uh, the cat was hiding underneath the microphone. or <laughs> Yeah. So, um, now, you, you do true crime. Um, I... I have no clue how old you are, and I'm gonna ask. Uh, I'm I'm of the of the era when you had to get your true crime in book form, and you had you couldn't go on the internet and look it up. You had to go look up every book you could find, and uh, I consumed I, that. I'm kind of 
kind of a mix where I got a lot. I used to go to crime library and read like every case on there. So that was like where a lot of it started for me. And then I would read books for more details, but I definitely did a lot of online stuff. Now, this is bad because do you have a crime or criminal that fascinates you that you you've you've sort of you know kind of um uh, kind of orbited that that one you know what i mean um mine has always been jack the ripper and the zodiac killer so those kind of always have stuck oh, i'd love jack the ripper that's been one since i was a child that's fascinating mm-hmm. me i really want to go to london because of that actually on our channel i went uh on this program called Wander on my VR headset and went to the places where he killed his victims to see what it looked like in modern times, all that kind of stuff. So I love getting into that, but there's certain cases that really stick with me. Like this one case that I did, uh, Cindy James, it's just bothered my brain so much. Unsolved things just really bother my brain. And so there's certain ones where it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Also the disappearance of Asia degree, like there's certain ones that just stick with me really hardcore and those are the ones i tend to want to put in like a lot of research into and cover the case yeah it's it is very interesting to be able to see you um you are a trauma traumat trauma trauma um you are a horror host you're a true crime aficionado i guess and then like i said a writer and a producer um you know that that is, that is a a a very eclectic group <laughs> to, to go from making a trauma movie to doing true crime uh, researching true crime is, is pretty good size it all started out from horror hosting to be honest so i met the connections at trauma through being on a different horror host show Deggers dark coffin classics that's where i got my start True crime, something that's always interested me, but I just can't sit around and not be creative. So if there's something like there's downtime, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do something else. I want to share the things I love with the world. Cause I'm like, if I love this, maybe somebody else will, you know, really enjoy it too. Oh yeah. Um, that That's legitimately one of the reasons I started really interviewing a lot of horror hosts. It was never meant to be just horror hosts. And I'm not still just not horror hosts. I've done everybody from wrestlers to writers to actresses, actors, directors, all, you know. But horror host seems to be my I, my niche, I guess. Um, but I, I say this and people go, well, you need to stick because everybody's like, oh, you're on YouTube. You need to stick to one thing. I'm like, but if I enjoy it and I find it fascinating, I'm thinking maybe other people will enjoy it and find it fascinating also. I may never have one of the most successful crime YouTubes because I can't stick to crime. (laughs) And I may never have one of the most successful horror host shows because I can't stick to horror hosting. Like, it all goes on there. I have horror video. It's all basically related to, like, horror and dark theme stuff. Like, I have horror video games on there. You know, things like that. But, yeah, I'm not about it. Everything's going on my channel. And if you don't like it, you can skip it. And if you like it, you know, cool, subscribe, watch it, give me a thumbs up, something. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because um, now, now, did you, when you became a horror host, was it, was it something 
you, you said you had been a horror host before Hacks and Arcane. Uh, did you grow up with a horror host? No, I kind of stumbled into it. I had a um, pink and purple mohawk. And <laughs> I was three months pregnant and I had to go get my jalapeno grilled cheese from the Sci-Fi Cafe in Burlington. <laughs> Where my co-host was actually waitressing, that's where I met her now, my show sister, Morgan. She remembers my order. She's like, you got the jalapeno grilled cheese for whatever reason. I'm like, I was pregnant, don't ask. So <laughs> I went there and this horror host, Edgar, was filming an episode of his show there that day. And I ended up talking to him. We struck up a friendship and little over a year later, he was like, hey, I need a new co-host. Do you want to come audition? And I was like, I got nothing going on. Sure. It, see, I grew up with a horror host named Dr. Creep. Um, that's what kind of got me into liking horror hosting. And then I found out that a, a, a friend of mine became his producer director. Then his, his friend, we became friends through him. Um, I told him I was thinking about being a horror host and he's like, do it. That, that was my whole thing is do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Have fun. I'm like, then I started watching horror hosts and I'm like, man, these guys are good. I'm not that good. I don't know. How. <laughs> um, you know, we depend on the day. Like, yeah. like some we really have time to plan it and put everything together. And I love those ones the most. Like, it did uh, um, Celeste Parker, did, did that spring fully formed from your mind or was that a character that you built? No, Dudger kind of threw out some names and I picked Celeste. And then I was Sorceress Celeste because I'm a witch. And then Facebook decided that they were going to delete my account unless I put my last name on there. <laughs> and then... Um, one of the Salem witches, his last name is Parker. And also one of my favorite poets is Dorothy Parker. So I just kind of picked Parker for those two people. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. You, you're, you're talking about what um, my wife is. It's funny because we, we had this discussion. Somebody asked me, they're like, you know, how, how does everything work with your family? And I was like, well, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, a lie. I'm an atheist. My wife's a witch. And they're like, well, how does that work? No, no, they go, well, that's mean first. And I'm like, what do you mean that's mean? My wife's a witch. She, she, she's a tarot card reading, spell casting witch. I was like, that's not mean. That's just what she is. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm fully for her stuff, man. I buy her, she loves tarot cards. I've I've bought her probably 20 decks of tarot cards and and anything she wants. I'm like, yep, I'll get it. Well, well. She That's went to awesome. New Orleans. We went to New Orleans. We, we, we did all yeah. that stuff. Um, so when, when you met your, your current co-host, your, your show sister, now how, how long did that take before you guys became, because you, you were talking about just a few years ago, did, did you guys like just immediately like bond and then that's how this became? Or is it one of the ones where you just really kind of, we kind of knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. And then she actually joined as a co-host on Get Dead Girl's show as well. And we just really struck up a friendship from there. It felt our chemistry was really natural on that show, too. And we just ended up really 
forming a close bond. And so when we left Edgar's show, we looked at each other like, we're not ready to be done. Let's start our own. And nine days later, our first episode was out. And <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just happened to find you. I was, uh, I, I want to say on Amazon one day, and I'm just scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. And I'm like, I was looking at, I was watching another horror host show. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hex and Arcane. Hmm. Click, click, click. And I started going, oh, okay, click. Watch that one. Then I watched another one. And I'm like, I really like this show. <laughs> yeah, see, I was so disappointed with, I was so excited to get on Amazon. But then I was disappointed that they kind of, you know, they don't support you unless you're really mm. big. And so we got a lot of views for us. And I was so excited about it. We got a big audience from being on Amazon. But it was only for a few months before they stopped really supporting it as a platform. I think we're still on Prime on the UK, but not in the US. But our episodes are available to buy on Prime. So if you search us, you can find us. Yeah. Um, now, do you, do, you, do you both work on your show? One of you write? Or is it a, is it a multi-person deal? Is it you, uh, Morgan, um, is, and other people? Or is it just the two of you that put an episode together? It's, I would be lying if I said it was only the two of us because we have had help from other people. Like we had this wonderful guy do our intro animation. You know, we've had a band write a song for us. Like, so we've had a lot of people come together, but day to day working on the show, it's the two of us. We film everything. We edit it all. We write it all. We pick movies. Um, for the most part, that's 100% the two of us. And I'd say it's pretty 50-50. Like she's a really good at coming up with ideas or one of us will come up with a base idea and the other one will snowball off it. But we bring a lot of our, our personal interests in as well. So, you know, there was an episode about Naked and Afraid because I also love the show Naked and Afraid. So we incorporate our interests and she's like, man, about Naked and Afraid. But she's like, cool, you're into it. Let's do it. And the same thing for things she's into. We'll have an idea and we'll just be like, yes, let's do it. And Sometimes we'll say, is that too far? And the other will be like, yeah, that was too far. Let's not do that. <laughs> Mostly it's her go trying to go too far. But yeah, it, all of it's done between the two of us. It's a total collaboration. She's very supportive of things I want to do. I'm very supportive. Either one of us can throw anything we film separately on our channel, things like that. Now, um, here, here, here's where we're going to start getting, get, start getting into some of the hard-hitting questions here. I ask this to okay. everybody. Um, money is no object. What movie are you showing on your show? Sleepaway Camp. That's the first Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> I have a tattoo of Felissa uh, Rose from Sleepaway Camp on my leg. Um, Morgan and I are both huge fans of both hers and that movie. It's like a both one of both of our favorite movies so i would definitely be showing that in a heartbeat so okay this this will go into the second question money's no object and time is no object because who are you having on your show can i resurrect people from the dead yep then i would want dead girl on my show he passed away in the last year, and it was one of my biggest regrets that he never got to appear on my show because he gave me my start, and he was made meant so much to me. Like, he was my inspiration for everything I learned about horror hosting was from him. So I would have loved to have him on my show. Wow. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a deep one. Um, I did not expect that one. Um, 
it, when with horror hosting and you know being on TV, do you ever get people that will will be like? you'll be like out somewhere where somebody will notice you or know who you are. That's not like a con or something like that. It's happened. Yeah. It's happened more to Morgan than me. I think that I disguise better in my normal life, but people have like hit me up and said, I recognize you because you're Pierce things and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, it has happened here and there. That's cool. Um, now, like I said, I've, I asked because, you know, I, I grew up in Ohio and it is the horror host mecca, evidently, because I found that out relatively recently. Because um, when I started looking into it, um, are there any horror hosts that you're currently like look up to or that you would like to work with or anything like that? Um, I'd love to work with Sven Gulli and Elvira. Um, there's a lot of others. Midnight Mausoleum, I super look up to. I think they're amazing. Dr. Destruction out of Kenosha. We work with him whenever we can. He's a wonderful guy. His show's been on for, you know, 20 years now. So he's definitely somebody I look up to. And then Dedger's wife has her show starting, Storm's Eclectic Realm. And we're really excited to work with her too. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and I have to ask this one. Have you ever put together an entire show only to find out that you could not air that in show? No. No? Have you ever have you ever done an entire show where you just watched the show when you were done and went, yeah, no, we're, we're not doing that show. <laughs> and had to go back and redo it or, or give up on it. Here's ones we should have done that, but we're the kind of people, we're both the kind of people that if you put enough time into making a mistake, we will see it through. <laughs> so there's been some awful shows that I had to like seriously edit and censor, but we picked it because we're like reading a description. And we're like, that sounds so fun. And it is the worst movie in the entire world. And I like, oh, my audience. A lifetime of servitude for putting them through that but yes they had to watch it i've done that I've, I've i've apologized i've aired a show and there was a cartoon that i aired i just i just went i don't know why i aired that one i apologize i am so sorry that's a bad cartoon <laughs> i just apologized to the entire thing yeah but the good the good thing about showing the bad movies is it really gives us something to make fun of like we like making fun of bad movies so what's your favorite bad movie I need to get my cat is destroying my stuff <laughs> <laughs> um my favorite bad movie that we've shown or not shown or uh, both shown and not shown um the probably one of the worst ones we've shown is bell from hell that movie is makes no sense and it's terrible but we had a lot of fun showing it and um the oval portrait was another one so bad i'm trying to think of ones we haven't shown there's a lot of really bad movies i'm trying i can never remember the name of this movie but it was like this guy eat like poops out worms and then he eats them and then he goes to the hospital and he comes back in a neck brace and it just didn't make any sense and I love that movie it's like some weird zombie movie oh man <laughs> I have to find I'm going to go I'm going to google it's like man poops out worms 
eats them neck brace. <laughs> so I, can... I can find out the name and send it to you. I got just got to ask my ex. He has a copy of it. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> with, with putting movies together and stuff like this, what episode of your show, if you want to introduce somebody to Hex and Arcane, what episode are you showing them? I would probably show them House on Haunted Hill. We have other better ones, but I there was one part where I was editing it, and every time I got to that part, I couldn't stop laughing. So I was like, all right, that's my favorite now, just because it made me laugh so much. <laughs> I, I remember that show. That was a good one. Um, we, we, we have the discussion. I, I threw the files at her. She was sitting behind the desk, and I chucked files at her. <laughs> just I always makes me laugh. <laughs> Was it um, was it last Halloween or Halloween before last? I legitimately watched nothing but all the different horror hosts at my comic shop, and so this is an entire weekend. This is from like Wednesday to Saturday, um, and we watched everybody's version of Night of the Living Dead. Yes, <laughs> that's so, I, so fun. So I think this year I might watch every horror host's version of House on Haunted Hill. So I think. That yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so there are some movies that you, you know, everyone does. Oh yeah, and it's because uh, uh, I've had people because I told everybody I had initially started. I wanted to be a horror host, and then I like I said, I went and actually watched other, but I found all the other horror hosts on YouTube and on online and stuff. And I'm like, man, I couldn't be that good. And my friends like, just just go with what you like. And I go, I love Saturday morning cartoons. So I do Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. Um, so how much, I don't have to edit this whole thing out. Uh, how much of, of Celeste Parker is you? A lot. A lot. So both our characters are sort of amplified versions of some of our characteristics. She's a lot more like streetwise. I'm a lot more like a little bit more ditzy, like optimistic, a little giddy, and I'm known for telling her really bad jokes. And I love really bad jokes. <laughs> and I am like super optimistic and a really cheerful morning person that everyone hates. <laughs> and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I, I love the this, the dumb jokes and 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 watching her just Morgan's like. <sighs> yeah, her reactions are what makes it for me. And, and the, the funny part about it is, is that if you wouldn't have told me that you're not related, I mean, you guys, I, I you know, I kind of, you know, it's not like, okay, I, I know they're, they're really not sisters, but you guys legitimately seem like you're family, the way you act on, on, on the show. And it, you, you, you definitely have a chemistry between the two of you that, that works very, very well on the show. So Thank you. Yeah, she's one of the very few people I just feel like I have that really organic flow with. I just, it's really hard for me to find, and I value our collaboration so much and our friendship. Yeah. And, and uh, I, somebody told me this on, on um, when making your character, when you came up with Celeste. Did you, people go, oh, well, 
don't don't go for the full makeup. Don't have to wear uh, you know the full costume. Don't do this. Don't do that. And um, did you just go, you know, makeup, hair, dress, boom, we're done? Or did you go, man? I want a really good, you know, like go for like something completely different. <laughs> well, I'm Decker show. I was a lot more like one costume sort of like I didn't vary my look as much. I think he sort of, you know, I kind of went with his ideas for the character more. And I really wanted to change certain things about my appearance. So I wasn't as easily identifiable just because I have kids and I wanted to keep my personal life and my show life a little bit separate. But now that I have Hex and Arcane, I'm, we're both like, we can literally do anything we want. It's our show. So if there's a day I don't want to wear full makeup, I won't. If I want to wear a different color, I will. If I want to do it in my pajamas, you know, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, because um, a lot of characters were like, yeah, if I could go back and do one thing differently, it would have not have been the makeup or the <laughs> the full mask or this, that, and the other. I'm like, nah, I, I don't know how some of them do it. Um, we have Mr. Malto, and this he he does the whole cost. He has the full Grim Reaper costume, the mask. He's got one of the masks. It's got the jaw. And I'm like, no, man, that's, that's hot. That's not something I want to do all day. Um, the only really consistent thing is that's identifiable as a purple hair. Yeah, that's my uh, signature purple hair. Sometimes it's black with purple in it, but I always have purple hair. Now, do you do, you do the do you are you on the convention circuit at all? Are you out there hitting the conventions and stuff like that? A bit since we started during COVID, it's been sort of slowly getting back into it. We do Windigo Fest every year. And we are really excited for that. It's in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And it's really fun. It's like a three-day event. It's just so much fun. Everyone gets dressed up. They have like a big costume contest and a parade. We have like a table set up and everything. Kane Hodder is coming there this year as a celebrity guest. So we're just really excited. But that's an event we definitely look forward to all year. And then other things we'll do. And I go to conventions and walk around. But I don't always have tables. I, uh, I, I, I've been doing the convention circuit forever because I'm a comic book guy. So I've been the, the selling the comic books forever. And uh, now it's like, this is the first year somebody goes, Hey, do you want to do the convention? And I'm like, uh, I don't have any, I, I don't want to dr drive my truck, you know, with loaded with comics. He goes, no, I want you to be a guest. I'm like, what? Why would you want that? <laughs> yeah. Conventions are awesome. Oh, conventions. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I, I miss the old. I'm 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 old. So I miss the old days when the guests were like freely able to walk about the convention floors without their managers tell them to go back to their lair where they're supposed to be. Um, yeah. The dead in Chicago when it started was like that, where like the guests would just come and hang out with people and mm -hmm. very small. All. it was pretty like intimate setting so they just sit and talk and it wasn't like push people through mm -hmm. we uh i, I was like I, I used to always call it bar con because you'd go to the hotel bar where the convention was and you'd hang out and by the end of the night you were hanging out with like every celebrity from the thing uh and oh yeah uh, yeah and those days are gone and it sucks <laughs> the uh yeah pentacon i uh ended up at the end of the night 
drunk in the elevator with some of the original cast of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. Uh, I've been... I'm so drunk. And she was like, don't worry, honey, I am too. <laughs> we uh, Did you ever watch uh, Buffy or Angel? When yeah, I've seen, not really Angel, but I've seen a lot of Buffy. Um, I, I end up uh, hanging out with some of the people from Buffy and Angel. And uh, the one that I thought was great was uh, Andy Hallett, who's passed away. But he was he was Lorne. He was the, 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 the karaoke demon. That's how everybody remembers him. He did karaoke at a convention that we were at. And he's like, we're sitting there and he's he's wanting over. And he's like, I love you guys. He's hanging on me and my wife. And he's like, you guys come back and see me every year. And the whole entire time, he's got a drink in one hand and a cigar in the other. And he's 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 very flamboyant. So he's always flipping his hands around. I guess I'm like ducking this burning cigar to keep him getting burned. Uh, That's great. But... Uh, I, I've hung out with like Ted Raimi and stuff like that, and it's, it's it was so much fun back then, and and it's it's not as fun, but there are certain conventions that really kind of find the right vibe. Yeah, I'm hoping with the one I'm doing uh, in next month that um, there's people I want to meet. Like I want to meet. I get Ray Wise is going to be there, you know, the Devil from Reaper, uh, uh, you know, from Swamp Thing and stuff like that. And I'm like, I hope I get to talk to him and not. <laughs> And not, and not have security like try to keep you apart um <laughs> with um yeah now to get back to the now get back to the questions all right um well how, how long does it take for you to put together a show that really depends if we pick a longer movie it's usually pretty fast and easy and then it depends on how complicated our skits are and how much editing they need so Usually it takes about a couple hours to edit an episode and, you know, a couple hours to film it and a couple hours to uh, watch the movie and all that stuff. So, but if it's a really complicated one, you know, add a couple more hours. So <laughs> you're looking anywhere from probably like six to 10 hours an episode. Now, that's all just you two. You just, you, you do all the filming, the camera work, the production yeah, we kind of had to because we started during COVID and there was no one else to do it. And I'd never edited before, but I was like, I'm going to try it. So our first episode is probably not edited great. I wouldn't even say our newer ones are edited great, but I've learned so much just jumping in and trying to figure it out. And I love editing. I found out that's like a passion of mine. It's just, I love editing our shows. So she lets, she very kindly lets me do most of it because I get so excited about it. <laughs> See, uh I, I'm old school. I started out in an actual studio with VHS tapes with the, 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 the little buttons so you could do the wipes and you could record and, and go through all that fun stuff. Now I do everything on the computer that I'm recording on now. What? It's VHS. Yeah. VHS. Yep. I'm kidding. I know VHS. <laughs> and, then, and then I got, then I went to uh, high eight for a brief moment before that went obsolete relatively quickly. <laughs> that one but yeah that's the 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 little tiny i don't even know if i have one floating around here oh those little micro cassettes yeah they're they're, they're about a quarter of the size of a yeah. normal vhs tape and uh yeah, i don't know i just think you have the tiny little cassette tapes like for like a little recorder or something yeah like a little cassette tape yeah they're they're not they're roughly about that size but twice as thick okay, and, I, yeah. I can't picture it 
that, that's that's how I started back in the day, recording on my uh, on my public access television show. So I am I've I started that because I was bored and my uh, the studio was literally two blocks away from my house. So <laughs> the yeah, um, editing something I totally learned. So if anyone wants to make fun of my editing, that's fine. But just please, when you make fun of it, give me suggestions. Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm, this is nothing. Um, I found out that when I edit, one thing that works great for just like, I guess kind of mellowing you out so you can edit better. Not better, but like, uh, I listen to movie scores. Like, and it just fits the, you get the music going. You, and it's not like, you know, because I'm a metal guy, so I tend to hear, you know, uh, and that gets distracting. But if you listen to a movie score, that's made to be in the background of a movie, so it works great when you're editing. <laughs> oh, that would work for me, but I'll, I'll give it a shot just for you. <laughs> and uh, although I, I also edit to, uh, I have like vinyl over here, so I'm listening to uh, the Fear Street from Netflix, uh, Hellraiser 3. Uh, I have the soundtrack to Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> oh, see, that show was one of my inspirations for doing true crime. Have, have, you, been watch, have you watched the new ones on Netflix, correct? Or... I need to. Like, I have this childhood association of being absolutely traumatized as a small child by watching Unsolved Mysteries when... My dad put it on for me thinking that would be appropriate for a very sensitive, very scared child to watch at seven years old. And it was a terrible idea. And I'd stay up at night like thinking on these cases and that it turned into an interest of mine and now a passion. So thanks, dad. <laughs> I, I, I blame my I blame my mom and my dad for my fascination with true crime. Um, we were driving through Texarkana when I was like five, maybe. And, uh, and, and I had parents that didn't really tell me I couldn't watch stuff on television. So I had seen um, Sound, Town of Dreaded Sundown. And so we're driving through the town. And my mom and dad are like, hey, remember that movie Town of Dreaded Sundown? I'm like, yeah, we're in that town. They never found that guy. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like hiding in the motorhome. Like, that guy's going to get me. The bad guy's going to get me. <laughs> So it, it wasn't quite the Unsolved Mysteries, but then I became fascinated later on by the Midnight Strangler and or however he's Midnight Strangler, Stranger, the, you know, all those. But yeah, that became uh, my whole thing was uh, for the longest time <laughs> because my parents tormented me when I was a child. Same, yeah. Unsolved Mysteries all the way. That was definitely what did and it for you, you need to watch the uh, uh, the new ones on Netflix. There's an episode that will make you angry. It is a uh, unsolved it is it's an unsolved crime, and you will be angry by the time it's done. And you'll be like, "Man, I got to look into this." So <laughs> it's on my list. That's what I'm scared of happening. Is every case I'm going to be like, "Okay, now you have to research that," and I'll just like go and go and go. So I have a list of stuff I'm looking at. When I'm finished with those, then yes, I'm going to watch them. Yeah. I, I, that, that's the that's one thing. Me and my wife both love them. We watch all the true crime documentaries on like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, anywhere there's a true crime one, we end up watching it. And we're like, do married couples do this? Is this a thing that? 
Apparently so. Evidently. one. Yeah. That's why we're together 30 years later. So, uh, now, um, where can we see Hex and Arcane currently? Well, right in front of your eyes and <laughs> half of it. But if you want to find our show, you can go to www.hexandarcane.com. And that's all the ways to watch around there. That's our website. But we're also on YouTube, youtube.com slash hexandarcane. We're on TV in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So if you don't happen to live in Kenosha, Wisconsin, you can't watch it there. But we're also on TV in Chicago through Can TV Channel 19. I think it's September through February is when it runs on um, Tuesday nights. And then we're on the Roku channel, Suburban Screams, which is a free Roku channel. Download it. There's amazing shows on there. And the also another Roku channel, Fear Flicks. Cool. Now, um, uh, the stuff, the podcasts are also on Spotify. So if you look up Hex and Arcane on Spotify, you just want to listen to the true crime stuff. It's on there. Um, this is the other big hard-hitting question. What advice do you have for somebody who's decided they want to get into horror hosting? Do it. <laughs> Just whatever you equipment you have, you don't have to spend that much on equipment. You know, like you'll find your audience and people you'll get, you can build up as you go. You don't have to wait for all the stars to align. You don't have to wait for things to be perfect. You don't have to wait for your skills to be there. Just start creating and then just every time, just do a little bit better, step it up a little bit more, gain a little bit more knowledge, get a little bit better equipment as you go, but don't let that fear of like not being good enough stop you or not being on it right away. Like just create whatever your vision is. You don't have to go classic horror host. You don't have to do anything like by the book or because it's tradition, just do it your way. Okay, um, and since you are an actress and a uh, true crime host, then um, <laughs> how do you any any um, advice for acting and or the the true crime acting? I just kind of fell into that. People and became friends with people. They're like, "Hey, I, do you want to do the Sun movie?" Yeah, okay. You know, here and there, it was never like a, I'm going to be a movie actress. It was just like opportunities came up independent films stuff like that the trauma film I was in which was one of the most fun experiences of my life but I would say like yeah if there's somebody's putting on like a local production go there get some experience like even if you're not getting paid if you really want to do it show up get some familiarity the more you do it the less intimidating it is and podcasting I don't know I just started doing the crime stuff and um I now, love to take off my I put so much work into it, but at the same time, I'm like also doing it because I just love it. The uh, now, what was 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 young Celeste into the the true crime stuff when you were a kid? Um, I got into like I got into true crime in high school, uh, so that's what yes. really kind of hit me. So um, yeah. yeah, I was a child when I was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and it terrified me and traumatized me and also fascinated me there was one of the the cases that the case that really stuck with me from when I was a small child that I remember was disappearance of Angela Hammond I actually recently covered that um on my show just because it was so personal to me because that was the case that really made me like 
terrified of just disappearing and never being found. And that led to my reading all sorts of stuff, getting really into Jack the Ripper and BTK. That was like my big thing for a while. And I never expected that to be solved. And it was, I was like, and then I started writing the serial killers and I don't do that anymore just because I got overwhelmed. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of time and just, I had to take a step back from that, but it was very interesting while I did it. The uh, <clears throat> and that that is one of the problems with with I hate it, it sounds weird, but when I became fascinated with like the serial killer and the whole oh, the whole the whole thing like that was um, kind of when I was a dark kid, and it seemed to always kind of like come back in when I was in a bad place. And I know that's bad, but. It, you know, did you ever feel that way on anything? Like, you, you know, you you said you had to, like, back away from stuff. It was, it was you know. never that aspect. It was just, it's always interacting with other people. Like, I love talking to other people. But when I'm struggling, then I got really introverted. And so it was really hard for me. I went through a bad breakup. It was really hard for me to just write to people and continue that. So I was just like, okay, I have to take a step back from that. Uh, that that that's fascinating. I, I mean, that's gonna be weird. How how did you just did you just start? Because that was did you just start trying to get a hold of like different killers, or or was it you know you just picked one and it just kind of went okay, we'll get this one and this one, or did you just start sending out multiple letters? I played the numbers game. I wrote to like everybody to see who would write back. I like every week I'd pick like. I'd respond to people that responded to me and I picked like three new people try to write letters to and it got overwhelming. Actually, I'll hang on one sec. This is a half like half of all my correspondences with people. Wow. Oh, it was a lot. It was like a giant, I don't know how well you can see, but it's a giant binder full of people did arts and easy. Now, did you ever like be reading any of that stuff and, and then be like, ooh, and then never write back to that person again? Yes. Yes. Um, there was one. I don't know if I should name him, but I read his letter. I went and took a shower because I felt so icky. And then I was like, I am not. No, we're done. Uh, yep. That's a one and done. Good. Moving on. Did you? I, he correspond a little time and then he got like asking like super intimate questions or like asking for kind of like intimate things and I was just like no 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 uh, we're not gonna do that you 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 got it sent to a post office box correct or yes <laughs> okay. I used a different name it went to a PO box <laughs> Oh man! He did write to one guy who at one point did escape and went and tried to kill some of his pen pals. He was an interesting guy. Wow! Oh, I, I um, the, two things happened. I I didn't. I've never wrote to. Uh, I ended up with a piece of uh, um, I, um, John Wayne Gacy artwork at one point. I had a yeah. little little piece about that big i think it was like mickey mouse that's all it was uh ended up selling that because it broke i don't even remember how i got it it was one of the ones that you just i i did trading got it from this guy got it from this guy 
Um, but no, I've, uh, I worked at a hotel, uh, the night there was a murder. Um, that was intense. I didn't even know it happened. I, I come home from work and my wife comes pounding on the door and she's like, what happened last night? I'm like, what? She said, they found a dead guy at your work. And I'm like, what? I was like, yeah. Um, and then, uh, recently, um, my mom, when, um, I was a little kid, when my parents got divorced, uh, they had, she had a friend live with us to help pay bills and stuff. Um, she came up missing. And they found out that her current boyfriend had killed his ex-girlfriend while she was waiting in the car because he went in to get his stuff. And then she came up missing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're just like, so I was like trying to keep in front on this, on this whole thing. And you're just like, this is a woman that lived in my Whoa. house <laughs> for, for about That's a intense. year. Yeah. And her boyfriend was killing people with her in the car. <laughs> I do uh, want to clarify though as like I did write to serial killers I am not one of those people I don't glorify killers No, I don't you know like I'm not they're not celebrities to me I just have a strong interest in psychology abnormal psychology especially traumatic brain injuries I was really interested in the people that had changed after traumatic brain injuries and that kind of led me on that path and I am also very much into advocacy. So mental health advocacy is really big for me. And I don't believe that people are monsters. I believe that people have mental illness. And I think it's easy for people to say that person's a monster because it separates them from the rest of humanity. But really, yeah. we're all human. We're all capable of horrible things. Probably not all the same horrible things. But it makes me more a better advocate for mental health care and treatment. And there's some people yet, yeah, there's nothing you could have done to treat them or change what they were going to do. Yeah. That's we, perfect. But I just say, I wanted to, everyone yeah, know yeah, I'm not. Yeah, completely, completely yeah. Because um, there, there's, we, we've, we had this discussion literally like two days ago at my shop and we were talking about people, they're just people that are broken. That, that you know, something happened somewhere along the line, broke yeah. them and everybody's broken to a certain extent, something happened to you, something happened yeah. to me, something happened yeah. to her. And it's just that one oh, little yeah. mm, that pushed them, that brokenness went just slightly further. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. People react to different situations, different way. But yeah, like I said, I don't, I also don't want to excuse what they're doing and say, oh, well, they just had a bad childhood. So no, it's like you have personal accountability for your actions yep. too. It's just, yeah, I'm big on advocacy. So that's something that, in that vein appeals to me yeah uh, it's it's I, I was always fascinated and i actually did this and this is the reason i took psychology when i was in school um didn't go very far in it but i would like i said i was fascinated by the whole you know i started reading all the books on circuit and then like my senior year in high school they offered psychology and i'm like yeah i kind of want to find out and um you know you start looking into these people and you're like okay just they're normal 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 and then one day they, they snap or something breaks or whatever. And you're like, did it just happen that one day? You know, you want to go back and find that, that moment. Exactly. And yeah. And uh, like there, a lot of the serial killers were like, I didn't do it. Even though there's proof and they definitely did it. And then there's others that'll say they did. And there's some that have just such big egos that you can't even get past their ego to have a conversation. Like, 
there was one guy, I don't want to name any of these names, but there was one guy, he would draw his handprint for me every letter, and he'd be like, well, don't go falling in love with me now. And I'm like, don't worry about that. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, like, just huge oh, ego. Okay. I have to ask you this one. Well, I, I've studied a lot on, on Henry Lee Lucas. Mm -hmm. Do you think he killed all those people? Or do you think he killed just the one? I think he killed the one. I think he killed his mom. And I think that's the only one he ever actually did. I actually think it's likely that he killed more. Yeah. Is it's it's one of the ones where because he 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 says that and they're like, there's no way he could have done it. You know, there's one all the people he said he killed. I think there's some like the answer somewhere in the middle. But I also don't know. I'd have to look into that more again because it's been a few years, so I'd have to look into it again. But my impression was that I did think that he had killed more than just his mom. Yeah. And, and I, I always find that one weird is the people who are like, yeah, I killed all these people. And then they're like, find out like, hey, he didn't kill anybody. Why do you want to go to the death row? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it is the attention thing, right. but it's like, that's the wrong kind of attention. Go steal a car. Come on. Don't, don't. <laughs> uh, go get a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, get, go, go put that towards something important. I don't, it, um, with, with being, a horror hostess being a podcaster being a actress um do you, do you have one that you like more than the other or is it just you just flow freely from one i can see you just flowing freely from one to another without really pretty much but i would probably put horror hosting at the top because that's a way to marry all my things because i'm an actress as, as a horror host i'm an artist i create a show and then also i use my true crime stuff in the in the horror host show I often yeah. like throw them in so I'd say that's the one that combines everything for me it can combine like every literally every interest of mine can come into horror hosting some way somehow and uh you said you 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 would love to go uh to you know England stuff like where would you like to go where would you like to go investigate where would you like to go to to, to check out oh don't even get me started but I really want to go to the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast and stay there overnight. That's always been a dream of mine. Um, like hint, hint to my husband. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I really want to do a lot. That's very high on the list. But there's, I mean, drop me anywhere and I will find some kind of story or something to investigate everywhere we go. I'm like, we stop and i just gotta film this real quick like uh, there's yeah. always a story. every place has its story and i want to tell it it's it's really fun just just getting out on the road and and finding out history wherever you go yes uh, that's what, how i find out so much cool stuff like we just the episode that came out today i, I went looking for momo the missouri monster mm -hmm. No, existed until I ended up in Louisiana, Missouri, in a tiny town overnight, and I'm looking up stuff. I'm like, Momo, let's go find Momo. <laughs> I um, I got really excited uh, for my anniversary a couple years ago. We went to New Orleans and we drove through Honey Island, the, and I'm like, Honey Island Swamp. I'm like, Ooh, the Honey Island Swamp monster. My wife's like, What? I'm like, The Honey Island Swamp monster. She goes, We're not stopping for the Honey Island Swamp monster. <laughs> Do that, yeah. She goes, maybe next time, but not this time. We got it. We're we got a short schedule because we both got to be back to work. <laughs> um, yeah, anywhere I go, 
like my passion, finding out what happened there, what's unique about the place, what the story is. And well, you talk about moment. Where do you fall on cryptids? I love them. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Do I believe in them? I'm open to the idea that they exist. Now, now, I, I had this discussion because I did an episode with uh, uh, Ken Gerhardt that monster, he does Monster Quest for the History Channel, does all that. Um, and I had the discussion, and I was like, you know, I think like there's like three of them that really exist. And you know, I don't believe in. I would love to believe that there is a Loch Ness monster, but I just think it's sturgeon because they're abs, you know, they're seals and and. Um, but I believe in Orang Pendek. I believe uh, there is a the skunk ape, and I believe like there is a Bigfoot, Rel relatively Bigfoot area things. Those I believe in, uh, and I guess chupacabras because not the little goat sucking spiny ones, but the weird looking little dog ones. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like I like there's there were enough people that saw Mothman, you know, there's enough people that saw something weird where I'm like there's got to be something to it unless it's mass hysteria or something. We we were planning on going there. We were planning on going there this year. Um hopefully we're going to go to Point Pleasant cuz it's not that far away from where we live in Ohio. Um we were on our our uh anniversary not last year and my wife's like we're not that far away and i'm like but if i go i want to make a day of it i don't want to just go for an hour and then go back and i was like so it, we would have to extend our anniversary just so we could go to the mothman <laughs> point Plus. See, I'll do if i can only do a drive-through i'll do a drive-through if i can make it last longer i'll make it last longer but i will like get the story <laughs> <laughs> we uh because because and given the fact that that's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. We wouldn't have much further to go to go to the Flatwoods monster. So we're like, eh, maybe we'll just make a trip. And uh, we're hoping to go to Helltown, Ohio, and and soon. And we go on all these adventures. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, adventures are my favorite thing. The um, you ever you ever gone on an adventure where you're just like you get there and you're like something like, mm, nope, we need we need to go now. We need to go. You have to get out of it. No, I'm super oblivious. <laughs> Everyone else might say that. I probably want to la 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 until I get eaten by something. <laughs> uh, I see. I don't worry about like the ghost or nothing like that. We were ghost hunting years ago, and I'm like sitting there, and I keep hearing, I'm like, um, there's somebody in the woods, and they're not far away from us. And they're like, we're not supposed to be here. So we need to get out of here now. <laughs> and it was like, everybody's like, well, I'm filming. Morgan. Morgan's definitely the more present, street smart one of us. And she'd be like, Celeste, we need to go now. It is funny finding out that you guys are, are uh, you know, I guess you're, 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 you know, show sisters and not related because, like I said, you guys have such great chemistry on the show, and you seem yeah, like you're legitimately like um, I wouldn't say sister, but at least cousins, maybe like really good cousins. That's what it feels like. So, 
We started on Dagger Show's Cousins. When we had our own show, we decided Sisters worked better for the storyline. But yeah, I mean, the love is real. She's one of my best friends, someone I care very deeply about. So I think that comes through and that we have fun together. It's not a job for yeah. us. So, so you, you know, you may not be your sister by blood, but she's your sister by, uh, uh, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, any, any, any upcoming events, any upcoming episodes you like to tell people about that's coming up? Uh, Wendigo Fest we're going to in October in Manitowoc. It's September 30th. It's like, and then October 1st and 2nd, I believe, in Manitowoc, Wisconsin. That's going to be really fun. That's the only event event we have lined up. I, oh, and I'm always walking around Riot Fest, but so, you know, you can catch me there. But other than that, we have like new episodes pretty much every week. I do true crime stuff as much as I can. Thursdays, new episodes come out on Spotify of the podcast. So if you just want to listen there and for everybody that does watch or listen, like, subscribe, share, thank you so much. It means so much to me because there's so much hard work and passion and love and time and everything that goes into doing what we do. Cool. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I, I, I will say this to every horror host and I've said this to, to every horse before and I will say it to every horror host after. I appreciate what you do. Um, this is, um, I know that it's it's doing it for the love of it because I, I know, like everybody says, there's no money in it. <laughs> um, you're doing it for the passion and the fact that you guys edit, do everything yourself, that's even more that you're putting into every episode. Um, I, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you. Um, it's it's very. Um, I, I thought growing up that that when I hit like high school, I thought horror host was a was a lost art because uh, we we kind of lost our horror hosts locally. Uh, I live, and then all of a sudden I started finding these horror hosts and stuff, and I started finding it, and I be, I became passionate about it. Um, literally at my comic shop. I will occasionally just turn horror hosts on the big TV behind my uh, behind my counter, and I just run them all day. And as I tell other hosts, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I have these kids who come in and are like, what are you watching? Why is that guy making fun of that movie? Or why is this? I'm like, let me tell you, children, sit down, and I will tell you the story of the horror host. <laughs> and it is a wonderful tradition that I'm so blessed to be a part of. Like, I'm seriously honored to be among all these great horror hosts. Ooh. And we, we appreciate you being among the horror hosts. I, 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 like I said, I love the show. It's fun. Uh, I've caught a couple of episodes of the, of the true crime. Um, it, it is hard because I watch, I watch a lot of horror hosts. Plus I do all my own stuff. Uh, so I don't get to watch every week. So I may miss a week and I'll watch another episode here and here and here. And, um, are, are you, is there any horror hosts that you're watching that you might like, you know, I, I should ask that too. So I wish I had time to watch other horror hosts. I really do. <laughs> um, I think that that's, I always watch old, I've watched old um, episodes of Dead Gear Show. I've caught people on amazon too on prime and stuff like that and randomly on youtube but there's nobody i get to watch regularly 
regularly, I would say it's all the true crime podcasts because I can never sit and watch anything. So I always listen. Uh. <clears throat> if I'm cleaning, if I'm going on a walk, if I'm running errands, anything, I'm always listening to podcasts or audiobooks or, you know, things like that. But I don't get to sit and watch things very often, unfortunately. Do you, do you interact with your, uh, with your fans on like YouTube when you're, when your episodes are on? Oh yeah. I would love to, like, I love when people leave comments and I think that like some of the people are so, have so great. They have good insight, good comments. I love to hear people's thoughts about the true crime cases. Like, please leave comments. You'll hear back. Yeah. Um, I, I never thought I would enjoy it as much as I do, but, uh, I do my show when I do it, I do the, the live episode when it drops on on saturday morning i'm chiming in through the entire thing and i thought when i first did it i thought yeah just like hello everybody how y'all doing all right and then just kind of watch it and then i'm like nope i gotta keep talking to these people while i'm doing i'm literally making breakfast for my son while messaging people (laughs) you find your people through that like somebody that has that much shared interest it's hard for me to find someone i really connect with that shares my passions the way i do and that i can really talk to so when i do find those people i'm like Oh, we're best friends now, you know, and then they try to get rid of me and it's awkward. I, I, I've legitimately became friends with a fan of my show because he found my shop, found out he was not living far from my shop, came in, we became friends, but then he ended up moving to Hawaii and I'm like, man, we just become friends and you moved. This sucks. <laughs> so yeah. He'll pop up on the show and I'm like, how you doing? And people are like, you guys live close. We used to. Now he lives way far away from me. <laughs> um, well, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me on today yep. and letting me blabber on about all the things I love in my show. And yeah, you should definitely try to get Morgan on sometime because she's a blast. Yeah, I would love to get Morgan on. I'd love to get both of you on sometime on the same show too. So I could do like Morgan one time and get you both on another show. But yeah, I greatly appreciate it. Like I said, uh, thank you a ton for being on the show. Thank you a ton for what you're doing. Um, You know, like I said, I thought horror hosts were dead. Now you guys, you all are keeping it alive for a new generation. And uh, it's it's great. It's a little bit tired. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Um, I will let you go. Take care. Um, and I uh, hope to talk to you again soon and, uh, have a good night and go, go get some sleep. So, <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good night. See ya. Um, and having a, having a good time talking about all of her shows. Uh, we hope to have her back on, maybe have Morgan on, then her and Morgan on so you can get the Hex and Arcane tag team coming at you from both sides. So I'm going to say, remember, watch, uh, remember, as always, Group Therapy TV is brought to you by RU Game, the best comic book collectible uh, toy all around Geek Shop, located at 124 North Sunset Drive, Pickle, Ohio, 45356. Uh, remember, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time is Group Therapy TV. Every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is Sci Friday's and every Saturday morning, Saturday morning serials at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and I got my Patreon ready to go. We will have links to that soon. Uh, we'll have merch soon and we'll have a lot of fun stuff. And you can also find me at the Haunted Screams Expo, uh, September 17th and 18th in Hampton Beach, Virginia.
So take care and I will see you all there. Bye.